Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jim Moore with Jessamine McIntyre, day two with Jessamine McIntyre. What the hell are you doing in there, kid? I, 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 I think that that is time. I understand. I do the same thing. I was a broadcast journalism major, too. <laughs> Love to see it. We're better than most all. We don't build rockets to go to Mars. I don't need those guys to play. In the upper quartile of winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. Oh, quartiles. I thought about Jim Mersey today because I thought about, you know, I want to be like Puckett and come in here and, you know, play these sound bites. But, you know, of course, these mouses or meese or mice or whatever don't work for me. You call them, <laughs> what, do you, what do you call them? Do you still call them a mouse? You're so funny, but yes. Yeah. Mouse. I mean, are they are they are they mice if there's two of them, just like you know the actual rodents, or <laughs> or are they are they mouses? If you have two, I think they're mouses. I think they're mouses. If you're talking about well, then how come technological thing? How come two rodents aren't mouses in their? I, mice? I think it's perfectly to di- differentiate between the two. Three voicemails for you today. Yeah, you, you enjoy that one. <laughs> <laughs> Puck enjoys that one. And you know what's funny is the kid was to blame for that. I was. You? 100%. My what? entire clock disappeared. And I thought, oh my goodness, Jim has to continue going because I can't click play. And if you throw to me to go to commercial break, you're going to say, 93.3 KJR FM. And then there's going to be. <laughs> and I didn't want we that. We can't have that. Yeah, I didn't want that. So I said. But it really caught me off guard because it was 11.24, and I thought, wait a minute, I, I'm late for break. Yes, and as that's it the is. funny thing. My clock was frozen at 11.19. Yeah. So I'm thinking, holy crap, he's going to break at like 20.21, yeah. and then it's going to be, and we can't have that. See, what I would have done now, though, <laughs> I mean, back then I was a little more uncomfortable. It's not like I'm totally comfortable you know, leading the show or anything, but back then I was like, oh my God, I'm screwing up. You know, I, I should have just said, kid, what what the hell are you doing? That's what I should have said. How many times has Puck do that? Yeah. Kid, what are you, what's going on? That's what I should have done. But no, I haven't figured out how to play these sound bites. I mean, there's there's like this big ball thing here to try and get them around. And then. Don't worry, Jim. Okay, the whale that died that was the big story in the Seattle Times, was was that the one that Ursay was trying to get here to Seattle? I know nothing about it. Jess, are you on the, on the whale beat at all? Uh, the whale beat. I actually was this weekend. Lolita, you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, there was a whale that was trying to get here from Miami that Ursay was paying for. He didn't. He didn't want to pay for his running back 
But he, he was willing to pay for the whale. He will. I mean, at least he's doing something else with his money besides football. And I'm a whale lover. I actually saw some transient orcas this weekend. Oh, some transient orcas. Mm-hmm. Pod T69 and Pod T73. No, it means they're mammal hunters. Oh. They don't eat the salmon. They hunt the porpoise and seals and sea lions. Hmm. Not a whale. I did, didn't. The residents no are the ones that are up in the San Juans, and they mostly sustain their themselves on salmon. Hmm. They were freaky out. I mean, have you been out on a cruise and had a whale come right up to you? Yes. And it was glorious. Was it? Humpbacks, though. They're a little more curious than the... The orcas. The resident orcas are more curious than the transient orcas, but we had a really good experience where transients got a little uh a little curious where you have to cut your you know, cut the engine and float and just make sure you can't start up your engine until they're out of a two hundred yard area of your boat. Oh. <laughs> oh. Any any fear that said transient whale, whether it's transient or not, that might overturn your boat? No, I think they're only doing that in Portugal right now. That's it. Okay, so beware of that in Portugal. For the record, yeah. <laughs> yes, Lolita sadly has passed away. Um, yeah, that was a sad story. I wasn't sure if it was the same whale that uh, Ursay was involved with or not. Ready for the headlines? Want to get going here? Can we? Because that's sad. Uh, yeah, because there is a big headline in today's sports world. Let's go. Uh, brought to you by Venue Kings and Mariners. If you haven't heard, it's the biggest story in town. The Mariners beat the White Sox 6-3. to three. Boy, is that White Sox team terrible. Uh, they're so bad that they got rid of their executive vice president, Ken Williams, and their general manager, Rick Hahn, yesterday. Both of them fired. I thought that it might give them a little bit of a lift, and they were tied at one point, one-to-one. But uh, then the Mariners took a 2-1 to one lead on a J.P. Crawford RBI single. They extended it to 4-1 to one on a Josh Rojas two-run home run. They went on to record their eighth straight victory. It's their second eight-game win streak this month. It's pretty cool how they had the eight-game win streak, then they lost three in a row, and then they've got another eight-game winning streak going right now. They're going to go for nine in a row today. you got to like their chances. George Kirby against Michael Kopech. Looking at Michael Kopech in the Seattle Times today, his last three starts, 9.88 ERA. Yeah, well, we said the same thing when Luis Castillo, when uh, during the Baltimore series, was going against a call-up who had a 13-point-something ERA. So I, I'm not going to lose my mind if they don't dominate tonight. I'm going to be really happy with this eight-game win streak and also... Looking back at that trade, I think that the complainers and doubters don't have much of a leg to stand on right now. That was a hell of a trade. It turns out it was a it hell of a trade. It turns out that the people in that front office know a lot more than us. And you still have Paul Seawald doing good things for you, even though he's not on your team. I know. <laughs> because he got the save against the Rangers last night. And then Thank did, you, Paul. And then did you see his tweet? Paul Seawald's tweet after the game... We got you, PNW. So he's looking out for his Just former teammates. <laughs> looking out for his former teammates. And and honestly, I know Seawald's doing a good job down there. That was his sixth save for the Diamondbacks. But he hasn't exactly been locked down. It took up it, he was took the, a, it took the catch of the year to help him out of that last night to lead off the ninth inning yeah, against the Rangers. Was it Alec Kopech? Or no no no. Al, uh I'll find out. But anyway, the center fielder for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Diving catch, terrific catch. And then Seawald, they went on to load the bases. The Rangers, he got out of it. So he recorded his sixth save. So, and, and I know the Mariners have had some struggles. You know, Munoz, you know, had, I mean, he was good last night. Came in, got the one out that you needed. Uh, and then Brash, a little erratic. But still, I mean, the Mariners have, uh, 
they've missed Seawall, but these guys that they brought in here, Canzone and Rojas, and now you got Ryan Bliss. He hit a couple of home runs during the Sacramento series for Tacoma. Uh, little little man, five foot six, and uh, he's projected to be a good player next year, probably for the Mariners. Yeah, I loved it when uh, you know Chris Crawford of My O Y Ian and I talked to both him and Nathan Bishop every Monday for Molly Wap Monday and. Right after that trade, we had Crawford on in an alternate time just because he is he, he is just so good at evaluating minor league players. It's his expertise, his place of comfort and greatness. And he said that once he found out that Bliss was involved in that trade, it changed the way he felt about it. And you talked about Seawald having that tweet. He was such a locker clubhouse guy. I always say locker room clubhouse guy. Everyone loved him. And he clearly still has that to be a little cheeky to put that out there. I love seeing it. And, uh, you know, also the fact that he I don't think he wanted to be traded because he had such strong bonds within this clubhouse. But the fact that he's still thinking that way it just makes me happy. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's just awesome. So Paul Seawald helping out the Mariners last night, the Diamondbacks beating the Rangers. What, the Rangers have lost six in a row now? They had a seven-and-a-half game lead over the Mariners eight days ago, and it's been trimmed to one game. Now, the Mariners can't catch up today. They can't win, close within half a game, but the Rangers are off today. They'll start a four-game series in Minnesota tomorrow. The lineup is out. It's an 11-10 first pitch today in Chicago. Kirby against Michael Kopech. Got JP leading off. We we talked about this. We were wondering if, if Julio would still be the leadoff. Now, Julio was out with a stomach flu or a stomach bug or, or something. that He was sick. And then he had the day off on Monday, just a scheduled day off for Julio, followed by yesterday where he was sick. But he's back today hitting second in the lineup instead of first. Do you believe in the baseball gods and the superstitions in the sport? And, like, maybe you shouldn't mess with a good thing and you should add Julio still hitting leadoff. Maybe slide, you know, slide JP into second or or not. You think that's just hooey? I think that if you do believe in it, it helps you in any situation. If you because uh, you know, 162 game season, I think, and we talked about yesterday getting in the zone. Right, it's all mentally there. So if it works for you, it works for you. Uh, if it's going to disturb your zone, your mechanism, then I do believe in superstition. However, I uh, I like it when. I, I am a superstitious person, but uh, only in the positive ways. Uh, you know, black cats and ladders don't bother me. But when you got something good going and you're doing your chance, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're wearing the same socks, everything, as long as it's helping you mentally, then yeah, go for it. Do you have some superstitious routine that you still do? Uh, I did when I was an athlete. Um, I absolutely did. And I did when I marathon ran, but in, it's just all up here. It's all in your brain. Um, but yeah, no, I have a few things. I won't change the channel if my team is winning. Uh, I will, if I go to the bathroom, you know, at the third inning break, I'll go again at the sixth inning break and I won't go until after the game. Or if we go into extras, it'll be like, I do things in threes and I am. What, what, what if you don't have to go? Um, oh, then that's okay. I just won't go. <laughs> If, if you don't have to go, I don't know. Maybe I'll just stand in there and fix my hair. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I don't know if it's the same for females, but wait until you're a guy in your 60s. You're going every inning. You know, you, you just you're taking a break all the time. Yeah. When, I, when I'm extremely hydrated, I'd say I'm good for every two hours. Every two hours. OK, yeah. I've never heard that superstition before. Every oh, well, three innings. Just- well, for me, for me, because, you know, that's like a natural break. You know, you're a third of the way through the game and, it, you know, it's all broken up in threes. Um, that's me. Yeah. All right. But I will sit in my seat and clench 
before I mess up that juju. Seriously. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> for all the listeners that are wondering, you know, when we're going to get to the rest of the lineup and, and get get done with these superstitions, I'm here for you. Okay. JP, he's leading off. And I like the idea of JP staying there, coming back. He came back, what, a couple games ago there in Chicago, and he's going to be the leadoff hitter again. He's been the leadoff hitter in Chicago while Julio was out. He's going to remain there today. Julio, as we mentioned, hitting second. Gino will be hitting third. Teo hitting fourth. And I love what Teo Hernandez has been doing lately. He's been just really hot, especially in this month. Ty France hitting fifth, playing first base, as you know. Canzone will be your DH today. Dylan Moore will be your left fielder. Rojas, who had the two-run homer yesterday, will be the second baseman. And Cal Raleigh getting the day off. Brian O'Keefe will be the Mariners catcher today. Pete Carroll confirming that Jackson Smith and Jigba will miss three to four weeks with a slight fracture in his left wrist. Surgery scheduled today in Philadelphia. Uh, His availability then is in doubt for the Rams, the, the opener for the Seahawks on September 10th. We thought maybe he'd be able to play, but it appears that Jackson Smith and Jigba will miss that first game for the Seahawks. Uh, Husky running back Cameron Davis. This is tough news for the Huskies. Uh, Kalen DeBoer said yesterday that he's out for the season with a lower body injury suffered late last week. I'm not sure when college football changed into hockey, but uh, a lower body injury for Cameron Davis. That's, that's all about it's. It's just playing the game. Don't give your opponent is? anything that they can go off of. Well, the opponent, I don't think it's specific. The opponent to doesn't have to worry about that this year because he's out for the year. Well, it's also protecting your athletes. Lower body injury. Come on, hockey. Just tell us what's going on. Okay. All right. Same <laughs> with the Huskies. Like, I like the chess game. Uh, okay. The, the Huskies open their season September 2nd against Boise State. And just as you know, and I know, and, and everyone should know, the Huskies are favored by 14 and a half in that game. The Northeast Seattle Little League. They're playing against Texas today in the U.S. semifinals, the Little League World Series, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, ESPN at noon. And, you know, for those of us who are degenerates that bet on this stuff, this is for you. The Hus- or Not the Huskies, Washington, the Northeast Seattle Little League, they're plus 150 today, meaning you have to bet 10 bucks to win $15 on the local 12 Is that how it goes? Which I'm planning on doing. Texas is a minus <laughs> 180 favorite in that game noon espn go northeast seattle little league looking forward to that because if they make it they'll be in the u.s finals and they'll be one step away from winning the entire little league world series we think we have a great show today we're going to get off to kind of a shaky slow start paul Sorensen at 11.05 why would you why would you do that to paul well because don't you like rip the people that you love the most I learned that here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's at noon. Oh, Paul's at noon. Remember you made that change? No, 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 no. I, I made that change. We have to go with Paul at 11 because Brad needs to go at noon. Brad Adam. Well, two great guests. Did you get the follow-up email or did I hit the wrong send button or something? Checking emails now? Yeah. We got Soren. <laughs> well, okay. Look, let me just correct you guys. We're going to have both just at varying times. No, Paul and I have this running joke. It's It's like this... Art Teal once called him a vapid goof, and I didn't know that. That, that is exactly Art. Did he put that in writing, or did he, he did do it to his face? He did put it in writing. And so we, we have this thing where I call him a vapid goof. I don't even know what the hell vapid means, but I still call him a vapid goof anyway. And so, yeah, we're going to get off to kind of a shaky start here. Sorensen's always fun, though. Paul Sorensen, 11.05, brought to you by Flat Stick Pub. Voicemails at 11.30. Great job yesterday. We had six voicemails. All you do is you download the iHeart app, you click on the little microphone, you give us 30 seconds of your best stuff, 
and we'll play it for you at 11.30. Tweet of the day at 11.45, and then Brad Adam, he asked if he could change from 11 to 12, and so we're going to do that for Brad. Uh, last night, great interview with Gino after the game, Root Sports. He'll tell us more about the Hot Mariners at 12.05. But now let's get into it with Louie Louie. Fights it off, and down it goes for a base hit. And the Mariners have a 2-1 lead. High drive, right field. Giddy up and go! Josh Rojas, two-run homer, 4-1 Mariners. Chopper, Moncada, lost in the lights or something. Whatever, run scores, Mariners 5-1 lead. Uh, our thanks to Dave Sims and Root Sports there. The Mariners beating the White Sox 6-3. to their eighth straight victory. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Who, who was the infielder, Makata? Can you lose a ground ball in the lights? He looked like he was afraid of that ball hurting him. I mean, it was a rip, but... I mean, it was yeah. a high hopper, but I've, I've never seen that by an infielder on a ground ball. I've only seen it on fly balls before that. I, 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 I thought maybe the never base seen runner that. distracted right. him until I saw the replay. Yeah, no. I, he, he lost it. I don't know, a little white ball. Yes, he did. <laughs> no, he's like, it was almost like, please don't hurt me. Please oh, don't hurt me. That reminds me of beer league softball. Yeah, it was crazy. But I, that's the thing with the Mariners. Things are going their way. They are going their way, which is kind of why I was alluding to the fact that if they lose a few, you know, they're on these two eight-game streaks that you talked about. And I'm not going to, I think after the Seawald trade and the lack of any other movement, people were doubting what this team can do. So, if they lose a few, I'm still, I still believe. I still believe. Well, I, I didn't believe until recently. I mean, I was one of the biggest doubters around. I, I'll admit it. I was wrong about that. But, but look at them now. Eight and one on the road trip. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, they were seven and a half behind the Rangers as of last Tuesday. But winning eight in a row while Texas loses six in a row, the gap is closed. Houston's still just a half a game ahead of the Mariners and a half a game behind Texas. What a race that's going to be coming down the stretch. I was looking at the schedule, too. And I, and I know in the schedule, they got the game against the White Sox today. Then they have the off day tomorrow. They come home to face Kansas City for three games, followed by Oakland, and then the Mets, a chance to... I mean, the Mariners at this time next week, it'll be almost surprising if they're not the AL West leaders. I completely agree. What I like, I go back to when... Um... Jerry DePoto sat down with Ian in the beginning of the season, and he asked him three questions. Or I think it was uh, during the media day. It was prior to the season, but it was after spring training. And he asked him, um, is this a World Series team? Yes. Can this team... Well, he went backwards. He Sorry. He said, is this a playoff team? Yes. Is this an AL West winner? I think so. Is this a World Series team? Yes. So I don't care if they win the division, and I think they get a more favorable matchup if they are in the wild card anyway, and I think we're going to see more playoff games than we did last year. Come on, Jess. What? What you just said there. What? Yeah, you want you you think it, a wild card would be the better way to go? Considering the matchups, yes. If we're looking at it as it plays out right now, yeah. No. I mean, it would be amazing if they won the division. I'm saying that I'm, I'm that doesn't tarnish my thoughts about Can their I correct you on to... the air? Do you want me to do it during the oh, break? Oh, what did I say? What's wrong? 
if you finish first in the division, you get a buy in the first yeah, round. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Okay, then why would you want to play an extra round? Because I like their path better. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I just, okay, okay. That's, no, I don't, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I don't think they're going to win well, the well, AL West. What do you want okay? to do, climb Mount Everest? Yeah, kind I mean, of. Like, <laughs> let's just start from altitude sea level and then just, how about if you just said, hey, you know what, we're going to have you guys climb Mount Everest. But we're going to start you halfway up the mountain. What do you think? And you, you're not going to have to hike the first part of that mountain. Uh, well, okay. Wouldn't you be like, hey, okay, where do I sign up for that? Yes, of course I want them to win the division, okay? <laughs> I don't think that they're going to, and all my hopes and desires and dreams are not riding on that. They, I think we're in a really good spot with them in the wild card, if, if this plays out the way that we're looking at. And I also think that we get more playoff games. Which is what I said. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't see them winning it. I don't see them winning it. I do see them winning in the postseason. Four, nine, four, five, one is Jessamine out of her mind. Yeah, probably. Four, nine, four, five, By the one. way, that was the whale that uh, was trying to Should we have a Twitter to... poll on this? Ooh, a good Jessamine oh, McIntyre pulling for the, the Mariners to get the wild card. I'm not pulling the for division. them not to win the division. Hey, Jim, Jim, go ahead and make this poll and tweet it out. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's oh, right. I'm dead. <laughs> okay, so are you, are you also going to say you hope they finish in that sixth slot so that they can play Minnesota in the first that round? That was what I was going for. Okay. Yeah, oh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want that four slot and have all the games at T-Mobile. I would want that. Sure. I, and, and you don't really want the first or second. I see them winning yeah, the buy, in the wild card. The, yeah, the buy would be boring just sitting around and watching other teams play while you get your rotation in order and you have everything all set. You get to rest. To you get to get I, healthy. I, 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 I think that, that it's time. <laughs> and you have the home field advantage. All right. Okay. I love you anyway, Jess, but uh, you're you're out of your mind on that one. I, I, th- think, I think you're in four nine four five one agree me. with that. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Yeah, that's <laughs> kids having a good time in there. Thank you, kid. Uh yeah, we'll we'll see. Well, this is, I don't even know if you're going to participate in the next segment. I hope you will because uh, I, I'm thinking. Heard Dave Softy Mahler suggesting this, and I think a lot of people are getting on board with it. And I'm at a point where I'm thinking the Mariners uh, might even be the World Series favorites in in the American League to get there. And we talked about it. Who did I talk about it with? Oh, one of my kids. It was like, oh, Mikey. And I was like, I don't. If the Mariners make the World Series, okay, perfect. If they get swept in the World Series, I won't even care because right. the key for them is to make it and end this drought. You know, this drought started in 1977. Yeah, they're the only team. And I was thinking about it. I was 19 years old when the Mariners came to town, and, and my kids are 19. And I started thinking about, are they going to wait until they're 66 years old before the Mariners make it to a World Series? That's how long we've been waiting. And at this point, when I look around the league, when I look at Tampa Bay, Baltimore, other teams that are supposedly better than the Mariners, like Texas is better by one game right now. Houston's a half game ahead, but the Astros, they went, what, 2-8 and eight against the Mariners this year? This looks like it might be the year. Last year was the drought ending 21 years without ma- making it to the playoffs. This year, and we'll talk about that next. It's Jim Moore with Jessamyn McIntyre, Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I love the short answer. Now we'll be asking next thing. Are you a team capable of winning the AL West? I think so. Are you a team capable of winning the World Series? Yes. That's Jerry Napoto talking to Ian Furness earlier this year before the season started about the Mariners and their potential. And <laughs> I think a lot of us at the time, especially with the offseason moves they made or didn't make, were thinking, eh, Jerry, I'm not so sure about what you're saying there. I like, like the optimism, but uh, you probably should have done more in the offseason. And yet... Here they are, the Mariners, when you look at them, 71 and 55, and they just, it's reasonable to think that all those things are possible for them now. I think anything is possible right now. I mean, you know, that was the uh, cut I was, or the, you know, uh, Jerry statement that I was referring to um, earlier in the show. And uh, your listeners would agree that I'm out of my mind. I paused there to not use an adjective. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I would not be disappointed if they, well, if they didn't win the AL West, obviously I would celebrate that banner going up, uh, down at T-Mobile, but I am very confident in them riding this wave that they're on heading into a wild card as well. Well, yeah, I think they can, I mean, you can take either route there and it's, I mean, if, if you are the wild card team. Uh, you want to at least be the number four team so you can have the games here at home. That was the only yes. – I mean, it worked out great in Toronto last year. Everybody knows how, how well it worked out. But the the only downside to that was, boy, you ended that 21-year playoff drought, and there was a chance that if Toronto won that series, then you wouldn't even been able to see them here in Seattle. Now, yes. they were able to see them after playing one game there in Houston – or played two in Houston and then one here in Seattle, the 18-inning game that – that didn't work out in the end, but uh, boy, this year, I mean, if they can especially get that buy, I mean, that that's critical. And and really, when you look at it right now, they have already overcome Houston. They finally, I mean, Houston bullied them around for so many years. We know what that was like, but they finally got over the hump this year. And not only did they get over the hump, they got over it in a big way. I mean, when you win eight of 10 against your biggest rival in the division, like they did this year, then you can say... You, well, you can easily say you're better than they are. And so you, you don't have any fear of the Astros this year. I think whatever they had over you, you don't have that going anymore. And now Texas, they're in a free fall. And the Mariners are playing their hottest baseball of the year. And the schedule just sets up beautifully for the Mariners in the next week or so. And so you look at it at the end of the year. 
I don't even know. Well, this is going too far to say Texas might be out of reach uh, to catching Seattle at this point. But this is going to be fun at the very end of the year because the last 10 games of the year for the Mariners, they play at Texas. They have a three-game series at Texas. Then they come home for a seven-game homestand that ends with three against Houston and four against Texas. So imagine what that's going to be like, 40,000 people there. How cool was that last night? So Chicago, I got, I got a kick out of it. I kept watching the people on their version of the Diamond Club behind home plate. Yep. They look just so bored, so disinterested. <laughs> and it's like, well, we're just here because we can get the free food and free booze where we're but sitting. It, it is a nice perk. But how cool is that when all of a sudden that we see Root Sports pants to these Mariner fans in the crowd? Yeah. And they're going, let's go Mariners, let's yeah. go Mariners. And Gino talked about that. I mean, it was just, it, it's cool. There's Mariner fans everywhere now. There really are. And I think that last year was a launching point. Not, I don't like to single people out for being bandwagon, but when you're playing meanif- meaningful baseball at this time of year and then heading into September where the most meaningful is, I, it's special and you want to be there and you sacrifice sleep for it and you drive down to the park. And if you're a transient Mariner fan and you're in another state, you end up showing up to those games just to see your team. It's special and I love hearing when players can hear their fans in the stands, especially in an opponent's house. Yeah. I, and, it's and, special. Yeah, and last night you could hear them easily because there just weren't many White Sox fans there anyway and nothing yeah. for them to be cheering about. Yeah, but, I mean, look at the standings right now. You know, they're a game back from Texas right now, and then they're only half game back behind Houston, so... Uh, setting up nicely oh it's setting up great now uh, for those of you who are scoreboard watching which is probably everyone uh toronto's at baltimore at 405 today boston the red sox are at houston at 510 that game's on mlb network if you want to catch that one texas is off today so they're not going to lose again today uh they're at minnesota they start a four-game series on thursday and so the rangers uh boy they're they're off the track here, and they, they really need to get back on the track, and we hope they don't. But I just I look around at all these teams, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Texas. The teams that have better records than the Mariners right now are not playing their best baseball, and the Mariners are. And so I really, when you start talking about, oh, boy, and it's hard because you have the history with the Mariners. They've never made it to the World Series. The streak has to end at some point. But it sets up beautifully for them this year now. It does. They're young. They're talented. They have all the right pieces in place. This is the team that should make it. You know, it. it's exactly what we said it yesterday. It's exactly what Jerry's been building towards, what Justin's been building towards, what Stanton had put them in place to do. And now we're actually seeing it play out. And I just don't, I don't see a situation where they slow down. I just don't see it. You know, they're not going to win every game out for sure, but I don't see them losing series at this point. No, and you look at it, and and so they had another injury. I mean, you heard about Emerson Hancock. Mm -hmm. He came out of the game after two innings on Sunday. He was initially on a a short-term IL stint, but now they they moved him to the 60 days, so he's through for the season. But you still got got Brian Wu who came back, and they're going to try and manage his innings. He did a good job last night, four innings. He went four, right? Yeah, three hits. 65 pitches, but he's getting up to that point where they, they don't want to be using him too much. And they were trying, they were going to do a six man rotation, but now they're going to have to go with a five man rotation. But 
John Morosi from Fox Sports, I don't know if you saw his tweet yesterday, he said, no one wants to play this team in the postseason, referring to the Mariners, yep. which is where it appears they're going. And we know, we, we've we watched this team all year. Now the lineup has caught up to the pitching, not quite. I mean, it, it's going to be tough for that. The pitching has always been World Series caliber. The lineup has been potentially playoff caliber, but the way they've been hitting lately, I mean, these guys are, their at-bats have been terrific. I just, I mean, they, they've cut down on some of their strikeouts. I mean, I know they're still going to be a big strikeout team, but they've got guys that grind grind out at-bats. Yep. They've got speed. They've got power. You look at the lineup now, I mean, even, I mean, you got O'Keefe hitting ninth. Well, he had a double the other day. It just seems like everybody steps up and picks up and, and helps out. I absolutely think this team is, I don't want to put it by games. I guess I'll ask you, how much better do you think this team is this year as compared to last season? Because if you could use an adjective. If I could use an adjective? Yeah, I don't about, like to do a scale. Can I go with a verb or a noun or an adverb? or Go. Okay. Just kind of Any part of the English language, Jim, together? that is radio friendly. Put all those together? Well, no, I, I think right now you'd say they're better than last year. I'd say extremely. Well, look, yeah, you've yeah. had Luis Castillo all year. You look at, that's the thing. And and so you're hoping just to get Miller and Wu in the regular season. You hope that they can, you know, just hold their own. But you got those three pitchers to go at, at other teams in the playoffs. I mean, you go with Castillo, Kirby, and Gilbert. And then you come back with Castillo in game four, Gilbert, game five. I, I mean, it's just, what do you do if you're the other team? And then if you're the Mariners, you're going to be going against elite pitchers too, but, but now they appear to be a team that can carve out three runs, four runs, five runs. Yeah, and I believe in the the wave of emotion in a sport like this, too. And this is the absolute apex of getting hot at the right time. It really is. And then, you know, we were complaining about them being 500 throughout the majority of the season. And they didn't get themselves in a hole. They did not get themselves in that hole by playing 500 baseball through the first two-thirds of the season. And now... They are getting hot at the right time. They've won 16 of their last 19, including the last eight. They go for nine in a row today. They're 33 and 13 since July 1st. It's George Kirby on the mound, 11-10 first pitch in Chicago. Some good news and bad news with the Seahawks yesterday. We'll get into that next. Jim Moore, Jessamine McIntyre, Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Jim Moore with Jessamine McIntyre in for Jason Puckett. If you haven't heard, Puckett is gone for a long, long, long time. He's over in Italy on a family vacation. He'll be back the day after Labor Day. Sports Radio 93.3 KJR FM wants you to win a trip for two to our iHeartRadio Music Festival and $1,000. Listen for the keyword to text in at 9.21 a.m., 1.21 p.m., and 5.21 p.m. When you hear the keyword, text it to 200-200. That's 200-200 within the hour for your chance to win a trip for two to the iHeartRadio Music Festival and $1,000. We told you there was good news 
And bad news with the Seahawks. Pete Carroll addressing the media yesterday at the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. Uh, The bad news, Jackson Smith and Jigba, you heard about this yesterday. Adam Schefter, the first to report that uh, the Seahawks rookie wide receiver from Ohio State, a broken bone in his left wrist, and he'll have surgery today in Philadelphia. But Pete Carroll, we initially thought that uh, JSM might be ready for the first game against the Rams September 10th, but now... Pete Carroll's saying it's probably going to be three to four weeks. So it's looking like it's going to be more like a month uh, that the rookie wide receiver will be out. And, uh, boy, that's a that's a blow for the Seahawks because everyone was really excited about what this kid has been doing in, tre- in training camp and preseason. He looks fantastic. I would rather watch him get right during the first month of the regular season. And, uh, and also for me, just because... Uh, I really, really am excited about the kid. It kind of opens things up for Jake Bobo to maybe be a participant more than we thought he would be as an undirected free agent. Well, yeah, I think the the, the chances for Bobo have certainly improved with the injury to JSN and then Derek Young, too, possible hip surgery for him. Uh, what what do you think, Chris, about the receiver situation? Chris Kidd, uh, man-to-man podcast with Michael Sean Dugar of The Athletic. Uh, you follow the team closely. I, I still think the receiving core is going to be fine, but uh, this is a, a blow, at least initially here. Yeah, but I think the problem is what JSN brings to the Seahawks, and we've seen it all preseason. Third down, who has been the guy? JSN. Not saying that Jake Bobo and other guys can't do it, but the Seahawks took JSN to fulfill a specific need. And if that need is not available come week one against the Rams, I think there lies a problem where, oh, the Seahawks drafted another stud, but he can't stay on the field for when they need him. And that, I think, is a underlying issue that has maybe gone unseen. And hopefully, JSN is available for week one, but three to four weeks, that timeline lines up with right there. He could possibly miss the first game of the season. And you need your third down weapon to come in and make plays and now you're going to have someone else try to step in and do that while yes i think jake could definitely do that that's not maybe his role yet and it'll be interesting to see but it sucks that jason is going to miss time and it was that's why i'm not a big fan of playing rookies in the preseason if you can get them in practice and they get the feel of the game that's great yeah but don't the rookies need some reps though Sure, but how long do you think it's going to take for them to realize? Oh, it's an NFL live game. I think they're going to get it pretty going, get get it going pretty quickly. They're getting hit. They're going to realize that's oh, not practice anymore. There's just got to be a way that you can avoid injuries, and one way to do that is, hey, we're not going to play you. And if they suck, <laughs> hopefully they get it together quickly. But I don't think it'll take as long as people would think. Oh, you can't. You got to play them every every Sunday in a preseason game or every Saturday just because they got to get a feel of the game. They're practicing with Bobby Quandre every day. They're learning so much. I just, preseason is just so dangerous, and you see why. And obviously, it's he's not out for the season, so that's a plus. He's only going to miss a few weeks, but in the back of your mind, you got to think, damn, is it even worth it to play anybody, any of your starters at all? Hell, even Tyler Lockett's catch. Was that worth it? What did Tyler Lockett gain from that? Six yards. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not saying on the catch, but I'm saying what benefit does Tyler Lockett get of playing in that preseason game week two? I, he probably was begging to get in there. Just yeah, so and as his. a head coach, you got to say, no, I want you in the regular season, week one against the Rams. And I know it's tough because obviously everyone wants to see what JSN brings, but here's an example. Okay, JSN not, might not be available week one. And if you're okay with living with those results, then okay. But if he's not available week one and the Seahawks lose a close one, damn, having JSN out there might have been 
really, really beneficial. And they all, everyone says, oh, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's week one. Those losses pile up at the end of the year. <laughs> that first loss of the Rams, if JSN is not available, you're going to look back and say, damn, what could we have done differently? Yeah, was he the difference maker in that? Was he the difference yeah. maker? Did, did a play or two not go here, not go the right way here or there? You can always go back and look at it, but I think at some point you just got to say, we're not playing any of these dudes at all. Now, I get you want to see it, but where do you draw the line? He caught a, a great play, almost scored, and then lands on his hand wrong. No, I didn't even know he was hurt until what? I think it was yesterday or Monday. No, nobody, nobody really knew. Nobody knew. We found out yesterday, but right before the show. Yeah. yeah so it, it's just tricky. I really, I just, I'm starting to get to a point. Don't even play these guys. I, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so like a sliding scale on where you were drafted, basically. So you know your first rounds, second thirds, they're all going to be on the team. Uh, I yeah. always looked at preseason as a way to figure out how you're going to grind out the majority of the rest of your roster, not what you know you already have. Mm. Um, so I, I would say I would agree with you there. I, I do think rookies should get, if they are going to be a significant part of what you're doing during the regular season, should get that experience prior to actually playing. But I do think there could also be a sliding scale with how much time they get, uh, comparatively speaking. Because, like I said, you know, you're undrafted free agents, you're invitees, you want to see them in a game situation where you already know that about you know your witherspoons and your at jsn yeah i mean J yeah. jsn devin hasn't even played a snap yet because he has a bad well, hamstring. right yeah think about that imagine him imagine the Seahawks just saying you know what screw it he's our fifth pick overall he's got to play we're just going to get him out there and see what happens and he tears his hamstring now you're you just got to evaluate it and i think they're doing a good job evaluating devin but with jsn it's it's to the point we know what this guy can do he's electric we see it in practice do we really need to put him out there against other defenders that are trying to hurt him? Not obviously they don't want to hurt him, but the game is, let me smack this guy. The first play he caught in, pre in the first preseason game, he got hit pretty good. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe you should just be done. You know, he got one catch, you got a feel for the ball. Okay, cool. You're probably not going to use him like that during the season. But at what point do you say, okay, we're just not going to play any starters. I, I will say one thing, too, that uh, we've talked to former players about is getting into football shape because we're out there. Uh, we've been out there at training camp throughout the entire preseason, and they're in pads. They're playing patty cake. There is something to be said for getting an NFL football shape. You almost need those hits to get your body ready for what you're going to take during the regular season. Well, that's what Pete Carroll was talking about yesterday, too, with Jordan Brooks and Jamal Adams. I mean, they know what it takes to play in the NFL, but uh, good news with Brooks – he looks like he's scheduled to go in game one. Boy, what a recovery from the ACL for Jordan Brooks, the linebacker. And and Jamal Adams, I, I thought this was uh, sort of surprising news yesterday. He's likely to be activated off the pup list. So it looks like he'll be good to go uh, game one against the Rams. So that's that's better news than certainly what we heard about JSN and what he's going to face here with his his recovery time looking like game two or game three for the rookie from Ohio State. The Seahawks will uh, play their third preseason game, third and final preseason game, Saturday at 10 a.m. at Green Bay. Paul Sorensen, he covers Eastern Washington football. He's a color analyst, but he's also an all-time Coug. He was an All-American all there, safety, back in the early 80s, and, and he's a kick. I really enjoy talking to Paul Sorensen. We'll find out what, what his thoughts are on Cougar football, realignment. Are we going to be in the Mountain West? What's going on with Paul Sorensen? That's next. It's Jim Moore with Jessamine McIntyre, Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.